Okay, let's begin with a big idea, and I would encourage you to take some notes, write some things down, so that will help you remember what we have discussed. So here we go, big idea. Having a church-wide life verse provides focus and alignment. So let's memorize something new. Okay, having a church-wide life verse provides focus and alignment. Let's memorize something new. Now, there are two sentences that comprise our big idea. The first sentence talks about how a church-wide life verse provides focus and alignment, which are really important. Two key words, focus and alignment. Confession. I am a pastor. No surprise there, right? I'm a pastor and love my work. I love pastoring and leading and shepherding and casting vision. I love people and helping the church, specifically Valley Point Church, think about what God wants for it. I believe that my purpose in life is to energize the church. A few years ago, I read a book written by Cheryl Backelder called Dare to Serve. And this book had profound impact on my life at that particular time and it's still impacting me because it walks through an exercise where you begin to describe your personal purpose and the exercise invites you to write down your work-life experience and the themes that fall from that and so I did that and it leads you to describing what your purpose for work really is and so I wrote this down that my purpose, and I really believe this, and I'm trying my best in my imperfect ways to live this. My purpose is energizing the church to be a godly and joyous presence where we live, work, and play. I believe that's my calling and my purpose. And all of this is really captured in pastoring. Here's the confession part. As I do all of that, I am continually amazed, often just shocked, at how the Word of God, Scripture, the Bible, it has this amazing ability to bring focus. And generally, this is what we spend our time doing on Sunday mornings. We look to Scripture, sometimes just a verse, Often it's several verses, but we look to Scripture. We open up the Bible and read it and basically ask two questions. The first question is, what is the writer saying? See, all of these books written by people. So what is the writer saying? We look at history and context to bring understanding because God's Word was written in a different time, even with different languages by different people. So we dig into all of that. The second question is, how can I use this in my life? Right? I mean, if we're going to read this, we have to wonder, how can I use this in my life? As we approach the scripture, what do we need to know? And then what do we need to do? How can we use it in our life? And we develop takeaways. Like, here is what I need to do 
to survive the next seven days based on what we have discovered in God's word. All of this brings focus. And I continue to be amazed at how God's word does that. Specifically, I would say that I continue to be amazed at how our church-wide life verses have provided focus for all of us, which is great. So having a church-wide life verse provides focus. That's what we've just discussed. It also provides alignment in a real way. Our church-wide verses give us a rallying cry. It brings us together, which is beautiful because there is so much that can tear us apart, right? Scripture, it energizes and unites. So church, please hear me. We desperately need this. Okay? We desperately need this because it provides a rallying cry that unites our hearts. One of my favorite authors on the subject of leadership is Patrick Lencioni. He wrote a book several years ago called The Three Big Questions for a Frantic Family. The book is interesting. And Patrick is so insightful because he found in his writing and consulting with executives and high-capacity leaders and big organizations that they would often come to him after conferences or meetings and say, you know what, I'm leading this big organization and things are going well, but my family, <laughs> my family is a mess and I'm not sure what to do. Can you help me there? So Patrick, this leadership expert, took leadership principles that he was developing for organizations and applied them to the family, which is great because the family unit is an organization that needs structure and vision. One of the things that he stresses is developing a family rallying cry. And here's how he describes that. What is your family's top priority or rallying cry right now? You need to know what the single most important objective is for your family over the next two to six months. Without a top priority, Everything becomes important and you end up reacting to whatever issues seem urgent that day. So finding the rallying cry comes from asking and answering the question, what's the top priority? And identifying that and then defining objectives and building a scoreboard, well, that becomes the path of bringing alignment. By the way, as a side note, it's early in the year. Frantic family. If those two words impacted you, or if you feel it described you, well, I would encourage you to get the book and develop a rallying cry for you and your family. I would encourage you to take it a step further, though. Build the life verses you choose around that rallying cry, or allow the verse or verses, to become the rallying cry. That's what has happened to us as a church. And just to go back to my confession, I'm amazed. I probably shouldn't be, but I am amazed that the Word of God has that kind of power to bring focus and alignment. 
This has happened to us. And it's really powerful. Think about it. In 2019, we chose Micah 6.8 as our church verse. Do you remember? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. That verse provided focus and alignment for our faith community. In 2020, then, we chose Matthew 5, 14 through 15 as our verses. You remember them? You are the light of the world, right? No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Nobody does that. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And in a deeper way, more than what we knew at the beginning of 2020, these verses provided focus and alignment. And just so you know, I use Matthew 5, 14 through 15 and the theme of being bright lights throughout the entire year. I did that to shape the teaching calendar. I wanted to keep coming back to, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. And that wasn't necessarily said every week. But it was a part of how I shaped talks and themes. So, big idea. Having a church-wide life verse provides focus and alignment. Let's memorize two more verses together. Let's do that. So, as I thought about our church-wide verse for 2021, I began to pray about it because it was heavy on my heart. And the prayer was, God, we need something. I just really sense that deep inside. God, we need something. I reflected on 2020. A myriad of things happened. And there were drivers to what we all experienced and felt. A pandemic, civil unrest and racial tension, a divisive election. While our country sadly has face civil unrest due to racial tension many times, and we have had divisive elections in the past. In my lifetime, those things have never occurred within a pandemic. So a lot of things, just a lot of things. And we have all watched what unfolded this week in our nation's capital. No words. The result of all these things, isolation, Polarization, anger, fear, pessimism, and certainly a loss of hope for better days. Harvard Business used terms like pandemic fatigue and mental fog, work-life blur, extended vacuum, and an endless wait, all of which sounds kind of terrible, right? So I prayed some more. The word togetherness and then unity started to resonate in my mind and heart. I took those two words to our elders and staff and said, help me find some verses that speak to togetherness and unity. They sent me a bunch of verses. I put them all on paper and just looked at them. Two different passages stood out to me as they used both of those words. So I prayed some more and asked God for clarity, and I found it. I want to share with you now 
our new church-wide life verses for 2021. So let's memorize two more verses together. Here we go. It's found in Romans chapter 15, verses 5 and 6. Here's what it says. May God help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting. This is the right thing for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you, here's what we can do. We can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 42 words right here, or six more words than what we memorized last year. I think we can do it. I think we can. Listen, church, I just really sensed coming out of isolation, polarization, anger, fear, pessimism, unrest, that this is what God has for us. And I understand we're not done with those things. But as we prepare to move forward, consider, may God help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you, all of us, can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's do a quick word study, shall we? There's some really interesting words here. Two key words or phrases, harmony. It has the idea of have this attitude or regard or ponder or set your mind on this. And then the phrase join together. It means with one mind or be united in this or in togetherness or as one. So there is a picture here with our new verses of oneness. So have this attitude or togetherness or oneness. Out of the word study, I developed a phrase that I want us to use as our one-year rallying cry, our one-year big idea, our one-year goal, and that is better together. Better together. We are simply better together as a faith family because that allows us with one voice to give praise and glory to God. Now, it's ironic, perhaps, that we are talking about being better together and God helping us live in complete harmony with each other when we are not together or in person. How odd, right? It is. I get it. It almost sounds foolish. And I love it. I love it. Because how about this? 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 
verse 27. It says this, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. That's what God chooses. So let's go with God, shall we? Let's go with God. Let's move with him and let's cut loose the grip the world often has on us and let's be fools for him and better together. Now, better together, it will drive our year. We are already using that theme to help shape staff culture. We used it in preparing the 2021 budget. We're using it to shape teaching content and our time together on Sundays. In fact, in February and March, our theme for eight weeks will be better together. When we're done with life verse here, we step into better together. And during that time, our groups will use the Sunday teaching content to be better together. All of which helps us point people to real relationships and real significance. Listen, God's going to use this. He already is. I see it. We watched this happen last year with being bright lights, and it's already happening with better together. And what would it look like in a world that is experiencing isolation, polarization, anger, fear, pessimism, doubt, and unrest, to see a faith community like Valley Point better together. Well, I think it would be amazing. Just amazing. And God is calling us to be that kind of faith community. So, let's memorize two more verses together and live them. Okay? Two takeaways for us. Number one, I want everybody, our whole church, all ages, to memorize Romans 15, 5 through 6. Write it out somewhere and let's get these words in our lives. And then the second takeaway is this. Keep searching, okay? Keep searching and keep looking for your personal verse or verses. You may want to just adopt Romans 15, 5 through 6 as your verses and that would be okay. But I would encourage you to still search and find something to add to Romans chapter 15. Find something meaningful. Find something memorable. And if you need practical help with that, well, go back and listen to the talk from last week. Or you can view helpful life verses that we have put together under Sunday resources on our church website. Okay, next week. Wow. Please join me as we think about how we owe it to ourselves. I really believe this. We owe it to ourselves to read the Bible and find a verse to claim for 2021. Walking through this exercise is a great way to care for ourselves spiritually. We're going to talk about that next Sunday. Will you pray with me? Father, we are so thankful for this time. And we thank you for your word, which is real, and living that has something to say to us today. It 
energizes us to be the kind of followers that you have called us to be. So God, on this Sunday, we stand on what we have read in Romans chapter 15. And we claim these words as our church-wide verses. God, would you help us to live in complete harmony and be better together in our homes, as families, as friends, as imperfect people who disagree with each other from time to time. God, help us to live in complete harmony and may being better together flow out from Valley Point Church into every aspect of our lives where we live, work, and play. Use that and help these words and this theme to resonate within our souls. And may Valley Point be known as a place of harmony and love for each other. A place where we are truly better together. God, we give this to you now. And as we are all searching for our personal life verses as well, may your word come to life inside of us. And may we find something to claim that we can anchor our soul upon for this new year. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.